to emerge. I'm Dan Patrick. Previously on the From herd. the Jethro's Barbecue Studio, with amazing slow-smoke wings and world-famous baby back ribs, this is Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Ken Miller. Trent Condon. This is Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station. 106.3 KXNO. All right, good morning, everybody. Welcome to Miller and Condon on a Friday. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Ken Miller with you for the next couple of hours. Trent's final day of vacation. He will be back on Monday. So will Mitch Holtis be back on Monday with Miller and Condon. As you're, if you're a Chiefs fan, our daily training camp reports, Papa John's in Central Iowa, uh, sponsor those every single day, Chiefs fans at 11, football fans at 11.50, uh, Monday through Friday, with very few exceptions. If the team has to travel to a, uh, a road game, road preseason game, uh, that prevents him. Uh, but other than that, Mitch is here with us and that starts on Monday. But that's Monday today in about, so oh, less than 10 minutes or so, I'll catch up with Chris Williams from Cyclone Fanatic. And Iowa everywhere. We'll pick his brain on the news that Colorado uh, made yesterday. Find out who else will be making news potentially. Is there news coming out of Ames and Iowa City on the gambling? A story that started on May the 2nd. A lot of folks believe uh, that we're about to get some clarity uh, starting as early uh, potentially as next week. Of course, we have to. Well, you don't have to, but you would like to think that there will be uh, some kind of decisions and some punishments meted out prior to uh, both the uh, fall camps opening in those respective uh, football communities. Uh, So maybe next week. Um, so it seems like um, you know so that maybe the coaches are already aware uh, what's what lies ahead. But we'll pick Chris's brain on that. Who he thinks is coming next? Seemingly some buzz for Washington. That's the team that yesterday seemed to catch fire. When the story hit Thursday, you know there was some speculation that uh, amongst people that actually um, weren't. Uh, microphones weren't mouthpieces for uh, the conference that seemingly had some good ties to what was going on. And they they kept hinting at this mystery team that nobody is talking about that is going to um, be heard from in the next week. And that team may be Washington. We will see if Washington comes. Does Oregon come? And if so, who's the third? The music is about to stop. And whose chairs, or who'll be left standing, and who will grab one of those chairs? Certainly something to watch here as we head uh, into the month of August. But Chris Williams will join me here in about five minutes. Bama Bob and I will finish our uh, look at college football. There's not much left. We're going to do Notre Dame today. We will do the SEC West. And then is there a group of five school? Last year was Tulane. Two years ago, Cincinnati, we remember. Uh, Tulane had a phenomenal year uh, last year. Who's this year's Tulane? Or is there even one better uh, two years ago? Cincinnati making the college football playoff. I'm not sure that's going to happen. Uh, but we'll share our opinions as who that team may be. Uh, coming up here with Bama Bob at 11.30. 12.05, off to Las Vegas with our friend Mike Palm from Circus Sports. We'll get into that stuff uh, with uh, with Bama, uh, with Bama, with Mike Palm. Uh, coming up here at uh, 12.05. I uh, look forward to doing that. I want to bring up one of the stories that... Um, I think people that that are in Las Vegas that have properties on the Strip starting to sink in that they may not be able to just open up their windows uh, and let their uh, patrons or their guests in their hotels be able to watch this Formula One race. Formula One is holding the Strip in Las Vegas hostage. They want $1,500 per person. Uh, If you have a license that your establishment is licensed for 100 people, you have to pay $1,500 time 100, even if there's not 100 people in the building or in the uh, restaurant, bar, whatever. That's what Formula One is doing. And to that end, they are seemingly willing to go as far as to shining lights into the um, into the bar, restaurant. I mean, spotlights, so you won't be able to see. So we'll bring that up with Mike Palm. We'll get into the latest lines as well. I just got a text from Chris Williams. This is really fascinating. About to break news. You call him now, <laughs> as well, right? Uh, and then Tom Caker coming up at twelve twenty-five. 
uh, on uh, on Iowa. He'll recap uh, his time in Indianapolis, and then uh, four of you will have an opportunity to win some barbecue from Claxons. Claxon Barbecue, ClaxonBBQ.com. That's where you'll find them online. You will find the restaurant itself at 3131 8th Street Southwest in Altoona, 3131 8th Street Southwest in Altoona. Well, I'm anxious to get this. We're efforting to get Chris on right away here as he says he's uh, about to break some news. I have to believe it's the, well, it could be two things, I guess. Is it the punishments that are about to be handed out? Or is it the next team to join the Big 12? Um, I I mean, Chris is well connected. But would he know first that it's going to be Washington or going to be Oregon? We'll find out. Uh, I'm not answering his phone right now, but we will. Uh, he's scheduled to join me here in about five minutes. So that's the that's the next shoe to drop, right? And maybe Chris has some inside intel on that. I just got a text from Bama Bob. We forgot to do the ACC in our look around. <laughs> uh, out of sight, out of mind. That's Condon, right? He's getting to both Bama and I. Uh, we're not allowed to talk about the ACC in our previews or in our recaps because nobody cares. I'm not so sure that's the case. It's it's college football after all, right? And once your Hawks or your clones are done and you have a bet on a team, or you're just looking to watch some football, if it's an intriguing matchup, uh, if you're Clemson, Florida State, or whomever it may be, you're going to tune in to watch that game. Uh, so we should probably uh, get to that. But Chris is going to join me here uh, in a few minutes. Yesterday I had a, uh, a real eye-opening experience at the Suco Center uh, in uh, in Ames. I had never seen uh, the building from the inside. And walking into that uh, facility for the first time, I was blown away. I really and truly was. Iowa State fans, you should be proud of that bad boy. I mean, that's the front door to your university. And my good gosh, did they ever do a great job of uh, bringing that all together and tying it in with the stadium and the views, etc., up on the second level or up on the main floor. Uh, none of the... Um uh, the gates were open to the seats uh, from the main entry of the building, but it is really, really nice. Uh, that stadium has come so far, so far um, in the last, I don't know, well, certainly since I first uh, got there. I mean, it was it was a cow pasture you'd park in. Um, if the South Stands was nothing. Remember they put up those high school bleachers? That was the first uh, That was the first kind of expansion, if you will. North End was always decent. Um but boy, oh boy, what a change in the stadium. The one thing that needs that, that is still left, and I'm not sure. I mean, I know it's way, way down the list, and it should be. It should be. Um, the press box is an eyesore. It really, it truly is an eyesore. But you know what? It serves its purpose. Um, the media members are they're well looked after. Uh, but it is the... You know, if there is something that maybe takes away a little of the shine on the Unjack Trice, it is looking up at the press box. Where is it on the list of uh, things that you want to get done? Um, I know that Hilton Coliseum, that they're close to, you know, uh, starting to the renovations over there. And sounds like that's going to be uh, a pretty uh, detailed uh, expansion. We'll see what it looks like, but boy, oh boy, if the same folks that uh, did what they did with the Sukup Center up front are involved in the, in this project over at Hilton, there's a pretty good chance that it's going to turn out the way uh, that, um, that that it did. Uh, it was good to talk to George Niang. He's just a, you know, he's, he's very appreciative, obviously, of what uh, Ames meant to him. Um, and, and coming back year after year and raising the money that they do. Uh, Lindsay Fennelly, uh, Betsy, I don't remember her last name, and, and Niang, uh, the three. Well, Bet- uh, Betsy and, and Lindsay, the two that are really behind at the day-to-day operations of it. But, um, you know, just uh, Niang coming back and raising money, and then they wanted to do something for the people that didn't play golf. So that's why the, the trivia night was added last night. But uh, all in all, by all accounts, uh, a pretty good event. I'm sure Heather will have a lot more on it when she takes the airwaves today here at uh, 3 o'clock uh, as she stayed, uh, her and her husband Paul, um, stayed for the events last night. So a fun time. Thank you for inviting me, Heather. It was uh, good to finally get to see the Sukup Center uh, in person. A couple of notes real quick on baseball before we get Chris in here. Uh, Shohei Otani. Uh, I mean, what what's this guy? It's just, it's just amazing. He kind of reminds me, uh, in a way, I remember Jordan's final years as a bull, and you knew that uh, you, what you were watching, you were watching maybe, arguably, the greatest player to ever play the game of basketball. You can have your greatest player. Errors are obviously difficult um, 
to to compare, but you just knew you were watching greatness, right? Um, when when you were watching those Bulls, this is what I feel we're watching when it's Otani. I mean, this cat yesterday for game one pitched a nine nine inning complete game shutout, gave up one hit, a one hitter, game one of a doubleheader, not a day night doubleheader, a you know back to back doubleheader with the with the break in between. So he goes the distance, shutout. One hitter comes back in game number two. Well, you got to take the game off, right? He just pitched nine innings. This guy's got to be gassed. No, there he is in the lineup. And what does he do? He hits two home runs, leads the league in home runs. Um, we're watching. I know the latest is always the greatest. In this case, it is. I think this is the greatest baseball player uh, that has ever played the game. I really believe that. There's been some phenomenal players. Uh, but what he's doing, both in the batter's box and on the pitcher's mound, it's unheard of. And just enjoy it, because we may never see another one like this. How how many years was it between Babe Ruth and Shohei Otani? And Ruth didn't pitch, um, you know, for the for well over the majority of his career. He was he pitched for the Red Sox. I'm not even sure, you know, what he did uh, on the mound as a Yankee, or even if he did. But Otani is just night after night after night. So that happens in the afternoon. Then you turn into the uh, Cubs and the Cards. Pretty good rivalry. And oh my God, I'm not sure I've seen a first inning like that in a long, long time. Um, Ian Happ. Ian Happ. Uh, his follow through cuts his buddy, former Cub catcher Wilson Contreras. Miles Michaelis decides to stick up for his now new teammate. Uh, and uh, misses him on the first attempt, gets him in the hip the second half uh, attempt, is promptly tossed out of the game, uh, which was the right call. I mean, he was clearly throwing at him. I heard the uh, the Cardinals announcers, they were none too pleased, but anyways. All right, let's get Chris Williams in here. I believe he is ready. He says he's going to break some news. Let's see. Chris, are you there? <laughs> yeah, I'm here. Sorry. Uh, that's all right, man. some tweets. It's kind of a busy time right now, my friend. I appreciate you finding time for me. So uh, it always happens when you're on vacation, and uh, your vacation is wrapping up. Break the news, Chris Williams. Well, there's a lot happening after the last couple of days. And, Ken, it's kind of sounding like, to me, the Big 12 could be staying at 14 instead of jumping to 16 like a lot of people are speculating. You got to realize that these networks, you know, how many ESPN just laid off Jeff Van Gundy for God's sake. Yep. And with these pro ratas available right now, I mean, you take what the 32 million or whatever it is times four and your media contract goes from, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but maybe three fifty million and to, to, to 500 million. And mm-hmm. that, that's a big chunk of money. Mm-hmm for these media networks right now. So it's a really interesting time right now. I think that the big 12 is talking with Arizona for sure. And they may be pressuring them to make a decision here. Um, being that they, they just got Colorado yesterday officially, and they've kind of been flirting with Yukon here for a while. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. So it really interesting times that I don't think it's a lock that they're going to stay at 14, but I think that, as far as ESPN and Fox go, that might, from what I'm hearing, that's probably the preference right now, especially with the unrest out in, out east. You just don't know how this ACC thing's going right. to unfold. No, that's an excellent point. So, and that, that does make sense. The one caveat, Chris, I want to ask you about is, you know, if they get a wink and a nod, the Big 12 from Oregon and Washington that they now see the writing on the wall and they're going to be looking for a home, whether it be temporary or whether they be there for the long haul. Uh, wouldn't the networks acquiesce to their, um, you know, to, to their wishes and offer Oregon and Washington? I mean, these are two huge names. Might that be the only reason I, to go past yeah, 14? I, I feel like you're right. I just don't think there's been a – up until now, there's, there hasn't been a ton of interest with Washington and Oregon. Uh, I started hearing Washington a couple. So did I. So did I. Yeah, that that they were. Here's the thing, and I've just I've covered the Big Twelve long enough. I've kind of a veteran with this now. Everybody says one thing, and then when the first guy jumps, then everybody freaks out. You have to. Yep. And what's ironic about this, Ken? And if you remember back when, really, this whole modern era of of realignment started. It was Colorado that started the thing. 
Tom Osborne in Nebraska had given the Big 12 its word. They were in it for the long haul down in Kansas City. And Colorado jumped out of nowhere. Tom freaked out, and Jim Delaney called, and, you know, they take the Big Ten offer. Um, No-brainer. But it was Colorado who started this whole thing in that round. And it might be Colorado who is now, you know, spurring this other action. Because, yeah, you're right. I mean, if, if Oregon and Washington come calling, and if you're ESPN and you can get Oregon and Washington and you don't have to pay for Oregon State and Washington State. And, right. You know, all, you know, Cal. Mm-hmm. Who, yeah, Cal's a great academic institution, but it means nothing as nope. far as football goes and television. That to me, like that would probably be a game changer. I just don't think that those schools, you know, up until the last couple of days at least, have had much to say to the Big Twelve. But perhaps that's about to change. But man, I think Arizona's on the clock. That's the feeling that I'm getting. Hmm. Uh, your buddy Jason Shear, who's been as 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 honest uh, throughout this whole process as anybody who covers the league. In fact, he's willing to you know call out some of his brethren uh, in John Canzano and John Wilner, both guys he said over the years he's had a lot of respect for until it came to this whole process. Uh, does does Shear believe that the the team he covers, Arizona? is um, at least um, you know far into the discussions with the Big 12? I believe that, uh, yeah, I, I think so. I do. I think that from what I understand, Colorado and Arizona are really the, the two schools that have been, been speaking to the Big 12 for mm-hmm. the last year consistently. I think that Arizona has been steadfast and they wanted to wait for this new offer. If there is one. From the, yeah, yeah what, whatever is going to come. And I think Colorado just got tired of all the talk. Yep, They got tired of waiting. Here's the thing with realignment. It's usually, and now it's been a little bit different this last round, okay? But usually, Ken, it's not, it's not Texas and Oklahoma. It's not UCLA and USC. It's the middle type of schools that make a move. And, and why do you do that? Because you need to find that security. Yep. I mean, it was when what? That's what Missouri did. That's mm-hmm. what Texas A and M did. That's what, right? And because USC was always going to have a home, you know, Texas was always going to have a home. Oklahoma was always going to have a home. So I'm, you know, if you're if you're looking for this next chess piece, it's it's likely. I mean, Oregon doesn't have to make a move. Like they're going to be fine. But what about Arizona? Right? Like mm-hmm. what about what about Arizona? What about um, you know, it's probably not stand- the, the the Pac-12 is just weird because you have all these upp- uppity academic types. But that that's usually the people in the past. It's Colorado who gets, you know, Jim Delaney opens expansion's door back in 2010 or whenever it was, and they know they're not going to get a call from the Big Ten, so they took the first lifeboat that they could buy. And that's kind of the phase that we're in right now with this Big 12 thing because. I think it's pretty solid right now that this league is going to be number three in the next 10, 15 years. You don't want to get stuck in, you know, being relegated, essentially. Right, to the Mountain West for $11 million a year, maybe. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And that's not far off. For I mean, it, you know, if Arizona doesn't do something or if, and I think Colorado looked at it like that, too. They're not getting a call from the Big Ten. The SEC doesn't make any sense for them. They can secure their future and not have this, you know. I mean, it's got to be hard to recruit right now if you're oh, a Pac-12 God. football coach. Impossible. Yeah. So that's where we're at. I think that the proverbial, like, clock is ticking on Arizona, and I think that this your mark will gladly bring in UConn. You know, he's a very big uh, East Coast guy. Mm-hmm. I think that he's clearly a basketball guy, and I think that I, I truly think UConn is being used as a, you know, chip here. You know, this is a there, but I also, a fallback, I Chris, type too. of thing. A fallback. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I always heard that the four corner schools were the preference, and if they just got Colorado, UConn would be the pair. Mm-hmm. Always heard that, and I think they're staying consistent with it right now. But now it'll be interesting because it's kind of like, okay, Arizona, quit talking. Are you going to do this or not? Right. And that's kind of what they did there, or to Colorado here over the last week. As well. So, is there a deadline, Chris? Do you think that there's been uh, that your mark has drawn a line in the sand? You've got until X to make your move. I think he did that with Colorado. Yeah. I don't know if he's done that with Arizona or not, but 
I, I certainly think he did that with Colorado, and I think it worked. And, you know, it, here we are. Mm-hmm. But I, I think Arizona will end up in the league. Yeah, I do. I, I think, and I think it'll happen in the next couple of weeks or so. I truly, I truly think that's how it's. I think that they see the writing on the wall. I think that it makes sense for them. You got to realize it's like Shear says this a lot too. They're a basketball school. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yep. Do you want to be in the best basketball league in the mm-hmm. country, or do you mm-hmm. want to roll your dice just so you could stay connected to Stanford academically? Right. Like I, this is about sports. Right. You can't hire Deion Sanders as your football coach and be like, yeah, you know what? We prefer to be known as an elite academic institution <laughs> over one that plays. You can't do that. And I was going to have him with Colorado and like, look at Arizona basketball. It's like, phenomenal. Yeah, it's one of the all time great is. programs yep. in the history of college basketball. Yep. You think they don't want to be associated with that? Mm-hmm. I think they do. I think they're trying to politically play the right game here and wait it out and and give this thing the whole, like, hey, we're we're all in this together. But, man, I've seen Tom Osborne say that. I've seen Missouri say that. I've right. seen all these, right? Like, they're all liars in public. Yeah. What's going on behind the scenes? And they've been talking. I know that for a fact. Well, it'd be gross negligence if they weren't talking, um, you know, trying to make sure that they're they're in a good place. You, you have to do that. I couldn't agree with you more. And here's the thing, Chris. Whatever deal Klyakov thought that he had on Wednesday – Yesterday it wasn't as good because he lost the Denver market yesterday. That's a huge television market with Colorado jumping to the Big 12. So whatever deal that Klavkov thought that he had, and I'm not even sure there was one at this point because I mean, there's been nothing to lead me to believe that. They keep moving the goalposts. And if you have a deal or if you're close to a deal, you at least let you know some of the people know. Anyways, I, I want to move on in our final couple of minutes here with you uh, because I know you're swamped today. Uh, Chris, I get the sense that the gambling punishments are, are – I mean, if the coaching, if the programs aren't aware, they're about to become aware. And then the biggest question, at least to me, is – uh, and the public is how are we going to find out what happened to, you know, some of the guys yeah. on the roster at Iowa and Iowa State? How do you think that both of those schools? Well, you cover Iowa State. I'll just ask about Iowa State. How do you think that Campbell will um, kind of let on who uh, was caught up in this and what kind of punishment is? Because I don't see them sending out a press release. Do you? Well, so here's the deal. I don't think that they'll do a press release specifically for, you know, the internal punishment okay so that means you know whatever player got busted for this and i don't think you're going to see a press release that says this guy bet on right the nba and right like i don't think that they'll get into that here's where i think they'll send out a press release is when there's an ncaa suspension Mm -hmm. right because that that's it school suspension no so a little code language for our listeners. Like when you see the first game of the year and somebody has to miss the first half because of a violation of team rules or whatever, sometimes that's a failed drug test. Sometimes that, I, you know, there's all these stuff that I don't necessarily understand, but like, what did they, did this guy screw up in the off season? Right. Like, mm-hmm. well, from what I gathered, Ken, and I, cause I, I don't, Again, like, I don't think Iowa and Iowa State is going to say, like, well, our backup linebacker was betting on the NHL, so he's going to miss. Right. And this is how that, they're not going to do that. But it, once these suspensions come in from the NCAA and these players are not eligible, I think you have to acknowledge that. Does that make sense? It does. Do you think that they would wait until media day maybe and let maybe the media discover it? You know, when when Campbell does his, his talk and then everybody goes out on the field and clearly one of the guys that everybody's going to be looking for uh, is, yeah. is Hunter Deckers. Uh, and where's Deckers? Oh, he's not here. And then maybe that's how it happens? Maybe. I mean, that, that would certainly – Iowa State's is next Friday. It's a week yeah. from today, right? Right. We're going to know who's not out there. You know, and everybody's going to be – looking for that from what i gathered like they the schools iowa and iowa state both do not care what happens with the dci from what i've gathered okay the only way that they would care is if it becomes like actually criminal and these guys either would get arrested or they get a citation right right right. because then it's public and it's all that stuff Mm -hmm. the schools 
the one thing I've had to like grasp on this thing is that they have had to really understand that that because you you know better than me. Like with the gambling thing, I mean, what a lot of these guys are looking at on the other underage thing, it's like a speeding ticket. Right. It's that. Yep. It's like a warning. Mm-hmm. So it's really not that big of a deal. It's nothing that would lose these guys' eligibility from a criminal sense, but. Once you're showing up in a police blotter or whatever, then it becomes news and you have to acknowledge it. What the schools care about are those NCAA things and being able to report that. Mm-hmm. And I understand that they've been fact-finding here a lot over the last couple of weeks. This thing should be wrapping up. And I would think, based on what the NCAA did last a couple of weeks ago, I don't think it'll take that long. I think you, you report your findings to the NCAA – they're going to suspend guys, and then, you know, you put out. A, I don't think. It, I don't think they'll know by next Friday, though. Hmm. Maybe I'm wrong. I, I just. I think that they're going to have a really good idea how long these guys are going to be out. But I don't. I mean, I can't imagine a world in where the NCAA works that fast. Maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll we'll see. Um, it will be anarchy today, though. I don't know when Iowa's media day is, but like it's maybe. later than that. It's the same weekend as the kids' game, which I think is the eleventh or twelfth. So it's the following week for Iowa. I mean, if it's some guys from Iowa State who I think it's going to be, it's like there's going to be some notable omissions That's there. Absolutely, there's no and question. Like, so, I mean, I, I trust me. I think if I'll, I won't speak for Iowa, I think if Iowa State could just end this thing and get it over with, they would. But. Mm-hmm. The problem is it's like if down in Dallas a couple of weeks ago, if Matt Campbell starts talking, well, he's talking about a criminal investigation. Right. And you can't, like, you, you just can't do that. It's mm-hmm. the same thing as if a, we've seen this before in a much worse case scenario, right, where when, you know, uh, worst case being like a, you know, these like a sexual assault case or whatever, where you remember the Boo Boo Palo situation? Like yeah, very well. That was because yeah. Fred couldn't say his name. Right. Fred couldn't talk about it because you're messing with a criminal case. Mm-hmm. You're, you're you're putting it out in the public, and you, you you don't have the liberty to do that. It's the same thing here. It's just at a much lesser degree. Um, you know, and some of these guys who got busted likely didn't break a law at all, but they broke an NCAA rule that they were aware of. And I'll be honest with you, Ken, the more I learn about this, Kevin Dresser used the word witch hunt, and mm-hmm. gosh, you know, it feels a lot more like that to me the longer we get into this. And I'm not saying these guys didn't screw up and they shouldn't have penalties and stuff, but man, it really feels like some people in our state were really trying to make a move here and make some headlines. And, and, and I don't know. I don't know everything about it, but it's... um. It's unfortunate because it makes our state look like we're the only ones who have people doing this. And that's I, certainly not the that's case. That's not the case. And, and I keep coming back to this. I would love to know that what was behind it, who jump-started this, um, in this whole investigation, right? What politician uh, was, I, I don't know. I, I keep coming back. I think it's somebody politically connected that did, voted against gambling in the state of Iowa, and this was their opportunity to, I don't know, muddy the waters. Uh, I'd love to know what started this whole thing. Chris, I know you're busy. Uh, I'm going to let you go. I appreciate you coming on, uh, giving us a few minutes here. should be a fascinating uh, next few days. So do you think Arizona is in by... Did they make it through the weekend as a member of the Pac-12? I say they make it through the weekend. I think Arizona's in the Big 12 in the next 14 days. How Got, about that? Gotcha. I'll put the over and under at 10 and a half. Okay. I'm taking the under. Taking the under. Okay. Good yeah, stuff. I mean, it just really can. It just it depends on where they're at internally. I think they want to do it. I yeah. think they know they're probably going to do it, but... Like I've tried to explain to people, you can't just like wake up one day and change conferences. There's a lot that goes into that. You have to think of the soccer team, the swimming team. There's sure. all kinds of votes that have to happen. It really just – Colorado was ready. They had their ducks in a row. They were ready to go. I just don't know how far Arizona is. Well, and Colorado knew the, where they were going, too, because they'd, yeah. they've lived it before. Yeah, and they and they had a better experience. Sure they, they did. They more money. They have more success. Yep. And now you have a – football coach that's Texas-centric, and he wants to be able to recruit there. It all makes sense. It does. Chris, thanks for doing this, brother. Appreciate it. Yeah. See you, buddy. Yep. Good to talk to you. Chris Williams, Iowa Everywhere, and uh, Cyclone Fanatic as we catch up uh, with Chris. It's 1130, and it's time for another $1,000 home run.
Head to KXNO.com. The keyword is pay, pay at KXNO.com. Your chance to win $1,000. Pay at KXNO.com. More college football talk next. Bama Bob joins me. Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.5. Supply. Hi, Miller and Condon. Welcome back to Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNO. The keyword pay. Pay is the keyword. Uh, for our final day, Bama Bob and I going around college football. We're going to take a look at the SEC West, Notre Dame, group of five schools. Bama Condon's got to us. He really has. <laughs> I forgot all about the ACC. <laughs> yes. Right. I saw that and I'm like, what's missing? Oh, yeah. Okay. (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, He wins. One in the win column for Trent. I'm not going to let him know, though. I don't want him to gloat uh, the influence he's had on us. Anyways, well, so let's talk real quick about the ACC. It seems to me that it's Clemson and it's Florida State, or it might be the other way. It might be Florida State, Clemson. Um, we'll see how it all comes down to it. Notre Dame, of course, with uh, with Drake May. We keep waiting for Klubnik, the, the Clemson heir apparent there, to just take off. He arrived with all right. those accolades. This is uh, going to be the next in line of great Clemson quarterbacks. Um, Florida State, though, might be in their way. How do you see the ACC real quick? Yeah, I think it might come down to that week four game, you know, where it, Florida State goes to Clemson. And again, now, you know, the ACC is divisionless, so you got two. Uh, if either one of them, I, I think Florida State, to me, they would be the pick, but I think we're just a little too early to write Clemson off after last year. They've been, so, you know, when you had Watson and Lawrence and all that talent, uh, you know, they're due a down year. And they were down last year. I don't care what their record said, and they hung around. You know, they were ranked number five until blah. They were, they were not – they did not have the look of a playoff team, Mm-mm. you know, that, that could compete last year. Uh, but you're right. Is Clubnick going to just come in and take the take the job like, like the fans are, want? Uh, so I think there's – you know, I think there's a little bit of let's just – let's see what happens. That, that game, I think it could be a very – very well be a rematch in the ACC championship game between those two teams. Mm-hmm. Um, now, the best player or the best quarterback in the conference may be in Chapel Hill. Yes, I agree. Um, uh, and, you know, you've seen all the pro comps to him, and, and their schedule is, is not – it's not daunting. I see a road trip to Clemson. They don't have Florida State on the schedule that I'm looking at. And, you know, they do open with South Carolina, so that'll be interesting. Uh, South Carolina. Now that's game day. Really that's game day. Yeah, yep. yeah, which is kind of – Nuts, but uh, there's a little game in Orlando between uh, you know LSU and somebody. <laughs> so it's just uh, I don't know. I think the ACC. Look, I hope they're you know Prince protest aside. I hope that they are on a national stage and they can start playing big games again because I just think that um, I think it's better, especially with after this year. You know, with the demise of the Pac-12, I think we talked yesterday. The Pac-12 is going to be really good this year. But I think next year they're, they're not. So what what can the ACC do to kind of grab that spotlight? They're on the East Coast. Um, you know, they're not sitting out west and you know playing at ten o'clock Eastern or whatever. So they've got some name recognition with Clemson and Florida State. North Carolina is a kind of a you know Mac Brown's been there, done that. Maybe he's you know past his prime a little bit, but. There's some other good teams. I feel for Wake Forest. Losing I do part. too. I do too. Um, because I thought he was really good for the yep. conference, and that was a fun team to watch. Yep. But I think it's Florida State, Clemson. We'll see what North Carolina can do with May, and then you know who else is going to come on? Is Pitt going to do anything? Is Virginia Tech going to be good finally? Um, you know, I don't <laughs> like Wake without without Hartman, but. Uh, I think it's a, at least now maybe we can say it's a two team race. Mm-hmm. Before the yeah. last seven or eight years, it's been it's been a one team. It's been a foregone conclusion. I don't think that's so this year in the ACC. All right, Bama. Let's uh, let's talk about Notre Dame. Um, you know, you mentioned Sam Hartman. Notre Dame is yeah. the benefactor of Sam Hartman. That's where he's going to play. I think this is a big year for Notre Dame and that coaching staff. Uh, they Agreed. they kept them together. Seemingly just handed him the job. They wanted continuity, I guess. Um, yeah. But man, oh man, I I think there were win totals what nine and a half somewhere in that area. When you look at Notre Dame, what do you see? Obviously, they upgraded at the quarterback position in in a, in a yeah. big big way. But does he have the weapons around him on offense? Well, you know they lost Mayer, who's a monster on the on the at the tight end, and yep. they they really use the tight end a lot. You know they don't have guys like Claypool or anything like that, like they they've had in the past. Mm-hmm. And I just 
I don't know if they have the weapons, Ken. Look, they've got a big offensive line, so maybe they'll try to run the ball a little bit more. Um, you know, Hartman threw it, what, 60, 65 times a game, it seemed like, at Wake Forest, and he had to to make that <laughs> just going to say, yeah, yep. Right, he won't have to do that at Notre Dame, I don't think. I think they'll be able to run some, but you're right. To me, the whole thing, it's a big year for Marcus Freeman. But, you know, he, he lost Tommy Reese, you know, to Alabama. He's at Alabama, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, lateral move. So, you know, you you know probably rubbed some Notre Dame fans the wrong way. You didn't get a head coaching job. You left for the same position at a different school. Uh, I think it might be an upgrade. I don't, you know, but that's just, you know, maybe from where I sit right now. But you're right. Elevating his, you know, Gerard Parker from tight ends coach to offensive coordinator. Now he has some experience. He was the OC at West Virginia for a while, but you know Freeman's had to defend that hire. And, and I was reading something, you know, looking into this, and it's like he flat out said, "Listen, I didn't hire my buddy." Okay, well, you can say that it better work. Right. That's all I have to say. And Hartman, they better keep Hartman healthy because if they don't, Oof. I think this is a. I mean, they're in deep trouble because the schedule, as always, it's not as crazy to spend in years past they open with navy that's the game in dublin um week zero yeah yeah week zero uh they go to nc state uh they and then you know the big one that really week five for them is is ohio state coming to south bend Mm -hmm. Uh, but then they go right after that they go to duke that's not going to be easy i agree with you and then they go to uh, louisville who knows uh usc comes to town i mean that's it it's it's a salty schedule again, mm-hmm. and on the back end of it, you know they've got Clemson. They got to go to to Clemson late in the year. Um, Wake Forest and Stanford, they should be okay. Pittsburgh, but you know they were doing all right last year, Ken, until they lost to Marshall. Uh, now, get, you know, give them credit; they righted that ship. Okay, because everybody was ready to get rid of Freeman after what three weeks, whatever it was. I think it was they like two, week State. two. I might have been. Yeah, for the they Marshall lost game. Ohio State, and then it wasn't. You know, okay, fine. You were competitive, not a yeah. big deal. We yeah. don't expect that, and. But then Marshall, I mean, boy, you don't lose, you don't do that. So that was, um, I think it is a big year. I'm excited to see what Hartman can do. I hope he can stay healthy. And I think, you know, again, it's what is the offense going to look like? What can Parker do replacing Reese? And, you know, you didn't, it, it, there's a lot of pressure on Freeman with that hire that he didn't go out and look for uh, a guy, you know, to fit Sam, especially since he knew he had Hartman. You know, he didn't go out and look for a fit. He just elevated. A guy on his staff. I, I understand continuity, but as you say, that's a that's a really high profile position because offense. You know, Freeman's side of the ball is defense. That's his background. Yeah. Um, so it's it's a big big. I agree with you. It's a big year for Notre Dame, and this is a if it goes wrong. Um, you know, I don't think they'll get rid of him, but I mean, this could be a one and done for Parker and make him go out and look for somebody else. Total, the total is nine games. I hate that. I wish there would be a hook on all all of them. Yeah, I mean, really. You can always put a hook on it, right? You have to. Yeah. I don't want you to give me my money back after the end of the season. Either right. keep my That's money or pay worse. me. Exactly. Right. <laughs> I'm with totally with you on that. I, listen, on the over under, I I might take the under. I mean, yeah, it's you know Ohio State, USC, Clemson. Are they going to win the other nine? Are they going to win either one of those three? No, I don't think so. I mean, I don't know. I don't know, again, what Clemson's going to be. I would, if you made me bet, I would take the under. You know, Mm -hmm. eight and a half, I'd take. I'd take the over. Jeez, I don't know. I'd probably take the, I don't know. I mean, it's basically the same thing. It is, yeah. Eight and a half, but yeah, I don't. It's a good number. Yeah. It is a good number, and that's why they call it, you know, gambling. Yeah, that's you what know, I think. Instead of seven, you know, you know, or ten, you know what you're doing. But Absolutely. Nine is good, and you just look at those three, and those are three really tough opponents. No uh, doubt about they, it. If they get one of those three, then I like the over. If they don't, then, you know, I think it's push it best. Let, let's go to the SEC, West Bama. We'll, we'll hopefully have time for, for Group of Five, because I, I at least want to get the team that you think. Yeah. Boy, there's a lot of love for uh, UT San Antonio. I, I mean, I guess uh, they deserve yeah. it, but uh, we'll, we'll save yeah. that. So let's go to the SEC, West Bama, we, we know the quarterback uh, progression, right, from from Tua, uh, from, I mean, from Hertz mm-hmm. to Tua, um, uh, who was next? Was Mac Jones next, or am I missing? Mac, yeah, and then uh, it was, yeah, um, Jones Young. Hurts, Tua, yeah, yeah Hurts, Jones, Tua, Jones, Jones Young. Yes, absolutely. And now, yeah, and now, who? Because Hurts and Tua were at the same time. Right. Like, well, who came first? It was Hurts first, was. and then Tua replaced him. You're right. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Listen, that's the that's the million dollar question in Tuscaloosa right now. Yeah. Um, you know, the Notre Dame quarterback transfer Buchner. I mean, Milrow, I don't think is the answer. Okay, I, I mean, we saw him fill in for Young 
last year, and he, he looked okay, but he has not looked good in spring. Uh, clearly nobody took the job. Ty Simpson is kind of the new big recruit, you know, from California that they always have, and he's looked a little, he's looked good and he's looked shaky, which is what you expect. And I don't know if they're going to be able to rely on Buchner much, the transfer from Notre Dame. It, it's, look, he may have the advantage because of Tommy Reese being the coordinator. Maybe there's some familiarity there. Uh, but man, that is, there, I think it's going to have to get back to more running game. And it's not just a quarterback, Ken. It's the offensive line to protect them. Mm-hmm. And I think that's going to be a little better. But uh, it's the weapons on the outside. You just start with Julio Jones and go back, you know, come forward. One like after another. 14 years. Yeah. And all the NFL – and Alabama used to never have that. Uh, but just look at the studs, they Pro Bowl receivers they put in. I don't think there's anybody on that roster right now. Uh, that that fits that that we know of. Now maybe you know they get a transfer. Maybe somebody steps up. Nobody heard of Jameer Gibbs yeah. until he showed up last year. He turned out to be pretty good. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I think it. That's the million dollar question right now. That everybody wants to answer. They everybody wants it to be Simpson because he's the next guy. You know, kind of like Bryce Young, that big you know recruit from California and everything like that. But I mean, he's. I don't think he's at that level. He's not as polished as Young was at at. at you know, as a freshman or sophomore, but, um, I mean, I, that's, everybody wants to know Saban's been tight lipped. You get all these practice reports and, you know, the close practices and you get stats, which really mean nothing. Uh, I just think, look, they're going to have to come. They're going to have to solve it by week two when Texas comes in because mm. Texas knows they got two guys. Yeah. They got one, they got two guys that right. they can put in there and be comfortable with, I think, uh, that are probably better than anybody Alabama could put on the field Interesting. at this point. And, yeah, so I think that is uh, they got a couple, you know, they got a month or month and a half to figure it out before Texas comes in week two. But nobody really knows right now, and nobody as as you would expect, nobody down there is talking a because nobody's allowed to talk except Nick Saban, <laughs> right. and Nick Saban's not going to say anything. All right, so would you try to talk people out of betting LSU to win the West? Or are they the team to fear if it's not Alabama? Is it LSU? I know that you've been high on A&M with Bobby Petrino yeah. coming on. Let's start with LSU yeah. first. Uh, Daniels is I, back for another year. The defense yep. is as good as there is, man. Uh, Brian He's Kelly like has a defense. Yep. Um, he does. Can they win the West? They, oh, they certainly can win the West. I mean, Again? You look at the, I mean, win the West yeah. again, yeah. Yeah, they can. I think, look, they got to go to Tuscaloosa. Florida at home is, you know, who knows where Florida is. They get A&M at home. Auburn, you know, could be the second-worst team in that division. Auburn's and this awful. is still divisions. This is still divisions. Right. Yep, yep. Um, you know, so you got to win your division to get in the championship game. Uh, you know, Missouri is on is a crossover out of there. There's no Georgia. Uh, mm-hmm. So that, that certainly helps. Ole Miss, uh, they got a bunch of quarterbacks there. Uh, that are, that's an interesting quarterback room, you know, with, Dart and Spencer Sanders is there now. Yep. So, um, you know, and then the Walker Howard who transferred from LSU. Listen, you can make a case for it, for certainly for one in the West, but that's why I like that week one game, you know, FSU and Orlando. I mean, talk about Sunday talent. night, huge. Sunday night, I mean, in Orlando, that is that is a monster game. But mm-hmm. yeah, I, I think they would be the favorite, and I think they're only the favorite because even though they have to go to Tuscaloosa, they're settled. I mean, they're settled with Daniels. Mm-hmm. They've got a great defense. Yep. Um, they've got continuity on the staff. And Brian Kelly, look, say what you want. I mean, he won at Notre Dame. He didn't win at all, but he made the playoff mm-hmm. a couple times. He yep. made the old BCS title game, uh, the Manti Tail game, where yep. they got wiped out by Alabama. But, I mean, he, you know, you go back and look at the record, it's pretty good, especially, you know, there's no, you know, you go back eight out of their 12 games, usually when he played, were, were really tough games with that schedule. Um, so, I, he knows what he's doing. It just seemed like such a weird fit, and he he made it weirder with his press conferences and trying to do a Cajun accent and dressing in purple. He looked like a Teletubby, you know. It's just it just wasn't. It was such an odd hire and an odd fit. Came out of nowhere, but I think you know certainly they warmed to him last year, uh, beating LSU uh, or sorry beating Alabama and Baton Rouge. And now I think this year there's a lot more expectations. You know, there's there's one in the division. And then there's, you know, playoff. And I think that's where teams are now. But, man, you mentioned A&M, Ken. I think they got something. I mean, I know they got something on the sidelines. Mm -hmm. And in that 2022 
Ballyhooed recruiting class. They're that, a year older, Bama. Kinda, they're a year older. They got a year more experience. You know, whoever is left is left. Whoever stayed has stayed. And I mean, Nick Saban took a shot at Fisher, and he reacted predictably. But you can't deny the talent in that class. And again, the offense—that's all Petrino has to do. He has no other responsibility yep. Yep. except to run the offense, and he is brilliant at it. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw something. I thought I saw their win total was seven and a half. Is that all? I got to look. I mean, their crossovers I, are tough. I mean, at tennis, at Tennessee, South Carolina, I think is going to be good. Um, they are, um, and they got to go to Miami week two. Uh huh. Uh huh. So, but I mean, that can't. Be I right thought I saw that. I'm looking at my app. Not. It's it's the internet's a little slow in here, but let me let me. Yeah, open it and up. I can't get to it from my so. But yeah, I, I listen seven and a half. I'm all, I, I'm on the over. I might be on the over at eight and a half. Um, I just think that I think they're going to be good, Ken. I really do. And you know that they, they start out pretty soft. Okay, New Mexico at Miami. They get that game in Miami. Then they got Louisiana Monroe, Auburn at home. They got Arkansas, who I think is a little bit in transition. And that game's in Arlington. Alabama at home. They don't play another road game until October the 14th when they go to Knoxville. So they get a lot of games either at neutral site or in College Station. So uh, I just, I like them. I want to see it. You know, we Jimbo's always had to prove it to me and he's never done it at A&M. But, uh, but boy, I just think that, I think of the other team, if you want to look at Alabama, I don't. I don't think Alabama should be the favorite this year just because of the unsettled nature of the quarterback situation. And they have a tougher schedule. They got to go to College Station. Um, you know, they got to go to Auburn. They got to go to, you know, they got to go to Lexington, Kent. That's the big one. <laughs> there you, you go. Know, late in the year in November. You know, they got to go play a while. SEC that, so. Network, 6 a.m. or 6 p.m., baby. Um, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So you mean, they get Texas, so. We got like yeah. two minutes left. Uh, what, what kind of team is Lane Kiffin going to have? Their over under total is eight, by the way. A&M. It's up. It's at eight. Flat eight. Uh, I'd go the over. I would too. I don't think there's three losses on there. I don't think so. So. Yeah, Kevin. Kevin's going to have an interesting team. He's going to have, you know, w- w- Jack Dart was pretty good last year. Uh, can Spencer Sanders come in and grab that job? I mean, he, we all liked him. We, it was another. It was kind of a Bo Nix of the Big Twelve, you know, love hate. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, Depends what week you, you watch him. And, and what and what and what bet you had down? Yeah, so it right. was. Um, uh, he's talented, and I think under Kiffin, uh, you know, Gundy was a quarterback, so he should know. How to coach the position, but I think um, I think he's going to. They're going to surprise somebody. I think I don't think they're good enough to win the division, but they go to Alabama, they get LSU at home, uh, they get A and M at home, they go to Georgia. I think they're going to knock off one of those teams. Um, you know, it'd be great if it was Georgia. I don't. I don't think that one's going to happen. But I think they're going to pick one of those teams off. Uh, what's happened to Auburn? They're a bad well, team, Bama. They're a bad team. Hugh Freeze has got a big task in front of him. Uh, he still has to develop a quarterback. Robbie Ashford's still down there. Um, he's brought in some guys. I mean, listen, Brian Harson is what happened. You know, Gus mm, Malzahn, Yeah, I think they held on too long to him. Um, and then Harson was – it just was never going to work. He butted heads with alumni, with, with the administration, everything else. Uh, so now he's back in Boise collecting, you know, what, 20 million bucks over the next three or four years and not mm-hmm. bad gig if you can get it. Um, but yeah, they, they're a long way away. I think Mississippi State's going to finish last. I think, you know, with the whole Mike Leach thing, which was uh, awful, you know, yeah. just tragic from last year. But, um, I think that Auburn is going to be in that fight to finish last. They got a really weird week two game at Cal. Um, and then they got, they come back home, uh, A&M. Georgia LSU at AM, Georgia L at LSU are the first three conference games. They're going to start out 0 3 in the conference. Good luck. Hey, without question. Yeah. I uh, got a minute left, Bama. Uh, group of five. Who will be the best group of five team? I'm going to list uh, four of them here. Uh, is it one of these or it's somebody else? Boise State, Air Force, and they play the final week of the regular season. Mm-hmm. Uh, UT San Antonio or Tulane. Am I missing anybody? Tulane, Boise, uh, San Antonio, or Air Force is one of those that will ultimately be the best team of the group of five. I like I like Boise. I think mm-hmm. um, they got some tough games. I mean they 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 go to Washington to open right off the bat. Right, yeah, yeah, out of the shoot. Right, uh, and then they get UCF in Boise. That's an interesting game. Yeah, it is. Um, and they go to Memphis. So it's it's. Look, if they can, 
I don't think they're going to win all of them, but if they do, they're going to make some noise because you mentioned Air Force is on the schedule at yeah. San Diego State. There's a lot of other teams out there. I'm with you on UTSA. They're getting a lot of love. I just don't think they have the name recognition. It's one of those directional schools. They're <laughs> yeah. just not going to get the love. I mean, Now, look, they go into Tennessee, and they go into Knoxville and knock off Tennessee, get back to me, <laughs> yeah. uh, if they, which I don't think is going to happen. But if they don't, uh, they're, they're out. I like Boise State. Um, that, that week one game in Seattle was really, really interesting to me. That, that could be one out of the gate that um, I know Washington will be favored, but that's a good regional rivalry in, uh, out west, so that'll be a fun one. When are you getting a new knee? A uh, week from yesterday. All right. <laughs> yeah, I'm not looking forward to it, but it's necessary. And you know, you got to get it I'll done. Be on the shelf for two or three weeks. Yep, be on the shelf for a while. All but, right. Um, well, we'll give you a week to yep. heal. Uh, it's your knee. It's not your voice. <laughs> okay. Uh, have Sounds a good week, good, buddy. Yeah. Thanks for doing this, Thanks, Bama. Kid. I love it. Get a lot no, out of this segment. Me too, pal. Yep. Good yep. to talk to you. Take care. Yep. Bye, my Bob. As we go around college football and have for the last three days, love that little exercise that we seemingly do every single year when TC goes on vacation. All right. We'll take a time out. Come back. Finish the hour. Miller and Con to Des Moines Sports Station 106. Wherever you get your podcast. Hi, Miller and Condon. Welcome back to Des Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNO. Going to head to Vegas when we come back. Mike Palm, the VP of Operations at Circus Sports, will join me. Uh, the latest on the uh, Formula One and how they're holding uh, the, uh, well, spectators, fans, um, guests of hotels hostage as far as watching that race that it actually is on the Strip in Las Vegas in November and the exorbitant fee uh, that they want to pass on to the properties. You know that they're not just going to pay it and let you watch for nothing. They're going to pass it on to you. The room rates are off the charts to begin with. Formula One, uh, not a good look. Trying to become a partner with the city of Las Vegas, a five-year commitment. And this is how you're going to begin the relationship. Not good. Palm on that. Tom Kakert, HawkeyeReport.com. He's back from Indianapolis. We'll pick his brain on that and see if he's heard anything as far as the uh, gambling investigation when we may find out. Clax's Barbecue giveaway as well. One more hour to go. Miller and Condon, 106.3 KXNO.